0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. Hello. Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Nancy. I'm glad you called. You busy tonight? Oh, you are. All right, Angel. You know what that means. Anything that happens to me this evening will be a dead loss. <laughs> This is Ed Hurley, He friends, inviting you to listen to The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Damon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novels. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now, join him on the air when the Falcon solves... ...the case of the unwelcome Christmas present. It is a Saturday afternoon in New York, two days before Christmas... And on Manhattan's busy corners, gaily dressed Santa Clauses ring their bells while people rush to do their last minute shopping. One of those frantic shoppers is a man named Larry Sterling. But the crisis of the store window is secret. And as he shakes his head sadly, a small delivery truck pulls alongside. And the driver, after watching him for a minute, calls to him, Hey, mister. Mister. huh? Me? Yeah. Good evening. What's the matter? You look like a nice guy. Oh, thanks. Now, wait, don't go away. I taught you. I'm sorry, I'm
2: busy. i take it easy. Yes, What's your name?
1: Sterling. Larry Sterling. Oh, glad to know you. My name is Haynes. Walter Haynes. I've been watching you. So I notice. You got a girl? What's it to you? Look, Sterling, I want to do you a favor. Well, don't bother. Okay. If that's the way you feel. Hey, wait, wait a second. What kind of a favor? How would you like to give the girl a silver fox jacket for Christmas? You crazy. Then you know what those things cost. Yeah, I haven't got that kind of dough. Well, uh, would you be willing to spend 75 bucks for one? What? Get in the car. Well, uh, make up your mind, Sterling. Either you want to look at this jacket, or you don't. Well, why can't I see it out here? Because there's a cop watching us. Hey, careful. Don't sit on the box. Is it in here? Yeah. Take a look. Pretty, huh? Eh? Hey, is this stolen merchandise, Haynes? Oh, look, Sterling, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. All I know is that any gal who gets a jacket like this is going to think her boyfriend is plenty all right. Uh, Seventy-five bucks, you said? That's right. And I'll throw in that gift box. Did you notice the label? DuPont, Brothers. Yeah. Hey, that's one of the biggest furriers in town. Oh, sure. When your girlfriend gets a load of that, what do you think she'll say? She'll wonder where I got the money. Okay, if you don't want the... Now, uh, now, uh, I'll take it, Haynes. There. You got yourself a buy, there, Stanley. Take it from me, pal. You don't know what you walked into. <laughs>
2: you
1: better fill up the tank, Joey. I'm going out again. Only sold one silver fox today. Think I'll have to try lower Broadway.
3: I wouldn't if I were you.
1: Eh? Oh. Hello, Bonnie.
3: Hello, things.
1: Uh, which, which you dropped from?
3: Steve Ellis told me you kept your truck here. Uh, what's up? Mr. Raynaud is looking for you. Raynaud? Uh-huh. What for? Don't you know?
1: No, no, what I do?
3: It's what Raynaud thinks you didn't do. Oh, he's crazy. You want to tell him that?
1: All right. You know, there's no talking to him once he gets an idea in his head. Hey, finally, what do I do, huh?
3: How would you like to hide out in my place?
1: You mean you'd let me? Why not? Oh, but if Renault ever found out about this. Why should he? Well, somebody might rat.
3: I'm not worried.
1: I want you to know, Bunny, I'll never forget you for this as long as I live.
3: I know you mean well, darling. But if Mr. Renault ever discovers this little deceit, that's not saying very much, is it? Look, Haynes, maybe it would be better if...
1: If what? Oh, skip it. Go ahead. Thanks. You know, Bonnie, for a minute, I was afraid you changed your mind. Oh, there's very little, little danger of that. I know. I'm delighted you remember me. Oh, Bunny, will you please shut the door? So was a trap. Yes, but you're very lucky, Haynes. Not every rat is offered such attractive bait. It was a very fine piece of work, Bonnie.
3: Listen, Rayno, you promised me nothing would happen to him if I brought him here.
1: Could I? Well, let's not worry about it, shall we? Oh, uh, Haynes, I believe you know Leonard. Sure he does. We're old friends, aren't we?
2: Pow! Oh, cut it out!
1: Bonnie's right, Leonard. That's hardly the way to treat a guest. <laughs> really, Haynes, I'm so sorry about this. May I offer you something? No, no, I don't want anything... That's where we differ. Because I do. Two Two weeks weeks ago, you received your usual consignment of fur jackets. One coat was different. Where is it? Uh, In my truck. Bennett, will you be good enough to check? Sure. Uh,
3: Never mind. I've already looked. It isn't there.
1: It ain't? No. You know something, I I must have sold it by mistake. You've got to believe me, Mr. Raynaud. Of course I do. Who, uh, was the lucky buyer? Well, that's just the trouble. I don't know his name. Leonard. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, Haynes. Oh. When I get through with you, your own mother won't know you. Oh. What was his name? I say
2: I don't
3: know. Oh, for heaven's sake, Reno. Keep let it away from him. He'll kill him.
1: I hope not, Bonnie. But, uh, if he does, well, in our trade, death is always an occupational
2: hazard. Carry on, man.
1: Yeah, you're the superintendent of this building. Well, that's right. You got a Larry Sterling living here. Oh, come on, Pop. Get with it, Larry Sterling. Do you know him? Sure. What apartment does he live in? Three A? Eh? Thanks. But he ain't home now. He's not? Nope. Went out about twenty minutes ago. When is he due back? Didn't say. Well, how's about letting me wait for him? Well, help yourself. No, I mean in his apartment. In his apartment? Yeah. You got a pass key, haven't you? Oh. Uh, sure. Well, suppose you let me borrow it. Oh, I couldn't do that. Why not? I'll make it with you a while. Did you use ten bucks? Yeah. Well, all you gotta do is let me borrow your key. I oh, know, I told you can't. Now, you don't understand, Pop. My name's Leonard. You see, I'm an old friend of Larry's. I want to surprise him. Yep, sorry. All right. And I'll tell you what I'll do. You still want to make that tent? Well, not if it's gone. Don't no, to... forget the key. All I want to know is when Larry came home tonight, did he have a big package with him? Big package, eh? A package about this size. Ah. Uh. Why do you want to know? Now, listen, you jerk. I'm asking the questions. Well, I
2: don't have to answer. Can I say you do. Oh, you keep your hands to yourself. Good mind. Uh... Uh, Shut up. Uh, I'll... You keep a to Oh, you think you're smart.
1: You got me wrong, Pop. I don't want to hurt you. And why don't we forget this ever happened? So just get out of here. Okay. But if I was you, I wouldn't mention to Larry that anybody dropped around to see him. I want it to be a surprise. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to be awful angry if you spoil it. Now, take care of yourself, Pop. I'd hate to drop around again to do it for you. Well, no, I shouldn't do this, George. We promised we wouldn't open our presents till Christmas Eve.
3: Now, Larry, 24 hours one way or the other won't make any difference. Is it a rope? Nope. Lounge in pajamas?
1: Uh-huh. Uh, you'll never guess.
3: Well, let me see. Oh, Larry.
1: Didn't expect the fur coat, huh? No. I didn't. Well, what do you say?
3: That, I think it's lovely, Larry.
1: Go on. Try it on.
3: Oh, sure.
1: You're certainly not enthusiastic about it.
3: I'm sorry, honey. I guess I'm behaving badly, but you see. Excuse me. Hello?
2: Is that you, Miss Corwin? Yes. This is Parker,
1: the superintendent where Mr. Sterling lives. Do you expect to see him tonight?
3: As a matter of fact, he's here now.
1: Oh, could I talk to him, please?
3: Sure. It's for you, Larry.
1: Well, who is it? The
3: superintendent of your building.
1: Funny. Hello. Hi, I'm Mr. Sterling. Oh, well, what's the trouble, Pop? I just thought you ought to know something. A fellow was around here tonight asking questions about you. Who? Oh. He wouldn't give his name, but he wanted me to let him in your apartment. Uh-huh. He was awful interested in that big box you brought home tonight. When I wouldn't tell him anything about it, he almost hit me. Oh, listen, Papa, are you sure he was after me? Positive. If I was you, Mr. Sterling, I'd be careful. Oh. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Papa. I'll be seeing
3: you. What's well, the trouble, Larry?
1: Somebody's awfully curious about that fur coat.
3: Now, why would anybody in his right mind be interested in that coat? Well, that's a nice
1: way for you to talk.
3: I don't want to hurt your feelings, darling. But if you paid more than $20 for this, you were stuck.
1: So you think I was a sucker? I do. You know, you could be wrong, too.
3: How are you going to prove it?
1: Maybe I can't, but if you give me the classified directory, I'll find me someone who can. <laughs> I don't know whether I've got the right party. Uh, what apartment do you want? 12 A. This is it. it. Are you uh, Mike Waring, the Falcon? That's right. My name is Larry Sterling. I hate to bother you, Mr. Waring. And... Quite all right. Come in. Thank you. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, if you're not too busy, I'd uh, like to talk to you. About what? This. Uh, go on. Uh, open the box. Oh, it's a fur jacket. Yeah, I bought it this afternoon from a man named Walter Haynes. Well, how come it's sporting the DuPont Brothers label? This guy, Haynes, led me to believe it was stolen. Oh, the old racket, huh? There's a new one on me. Well, what do you want me to do? Get your money back? No, I was a sucker, Mr. Ware, and I'm willing to take my loss. Now what's your problem? How much would you guess I paid for this coat? Oh, I don't know. hundred dollars? Seventy-five. But my girlfriend says it isn't worth twenty. Well? Well, if this coat's worthless, why is somebody so anxious to get it from me? What do you mean? My superintendent told me several parties were making inquiries about me. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything funny, they should all ask if I brought home a big bulky box that looked like it might contain a fur jacket. Let me see that coat again. Well? Oh, it still looks like a skin draper to me. But i have been wrong before. Let's see what the experts down at DuPont Brothers have to say. Yes, sir. Is there something I can do for you? There is. I've got one of your fur jackets in this box. Oh, I'm awfully sorry, sir, but the exchange department is closed till after Christmas. But I don't want to exchange it. I just wanted to pray. Well, oh, I'm afraid that's out of the question now, Mr... Uh... Waring. Well, as you can see, we're practically rushed to death. Uh huh. Well, how long would it take you to look at it? My dear fellow, you just won't understand. Mr. DuPont himself would have to look at it, and I wouldn't dare disturb him now. Oh, I see. Well, then, suppose I leave the jacket here. Well, I can't make any promises, Mr. Waring. Oh, that's all right. I'm willing to take my chances. I'll be back in an hour. Hello.
3: Huh?
2: Oh.
1: Hello, a lady burglar. Hope I didn't startle you.
3: Not particularly.
1: Well, if I'm in your way... Oh,
3: think nothing of it. You must be Mike Waring, also called the Falcon.
1: I guess I must be. And you?
3: You can call me Bonnie.
1: Well, I'd like nothing better.
3: A young man named Larry Sterling dropped in to see you about an hour ago. Oh, did he? Well, that's what I've been led to believe.
1: How did you get in here?
3: I could say the door was unlocked.
1: Yes, you could, but I wouldn't necessarily have to believe you.
3: In that case, you may as well know the truth. I used these.
1: Oh, that's not nice, Bonnie. It's a penal offense.
3: Oh, thinking of calling someone?
1: Just the police? Now, let's not be hasty, shall we? Who are you?
3: Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Mr. Waring, Mr. Renault.
1: You'll forgive me for not shaking hands. As I understand, a gun makes it rather awkward, doesn't it? Very. What do you want, Renault? Didn't Bonnie explain?
3: I didn't get very far.
1: Mr. Waring, I have reason to believe that a young man named Larry Sterling left a fur jacket with you today. Why should he do that? Maybe he became suspicious. Maybe he had reason to be. Maybe. But that's hardly the point. Where is the coat, Mr. Waring? My client bought that coat in good faith. In uh, good faith? Yes, he gave 75 bucks for it. I assure you neither of you will lose that, this transaction. Well, I don't know. His girlfriend was awfully crazy about it. Shall we say a thousand dollars? Shall we say nuts? Suppose I send one of my agents around. He's much more persuasive than I am. Come, Bonnie. Hold it. Where do you think you're going? Home, naturally. Have you any objections? Yes, several. You're staying here till the police arrive. You're overlooking one thing, Mr. Waring. Want that gun? Uh Uh-huh. Well, somehow I've got a (laughs) feeling...
2: Get out, Stupid!
1: Your type can never let well enough alone. you better take a slug of
2: this,
1: Mike. Now, oh, never mind, Sterling. I want to hear the rest of your story. Well, it's just like I told you. When I walked in here, I found you stretched out on the floor. How come you decided to pay me a visit? Well, I know Renault was on his way over. And you didn't think it necessary to warn me? I well, tried to call you, but there was no answer. Why did you uh, tell Raynaud you hired me? I didn't. And who did? My girlfriend, Georgia Corwin. He found out where she lived, and, well, I guess it wasn't very bright of her, but Georgia told him I'd gone over to it's see you. Him. Mike, that coat must be worth thousands. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that character you bought it from? Walter Haynes. Get the phone book and see if he's listed. Don't no bother. I can tell turn. Uh, he lives at 2719 West 93rd, apartment 2D. Oh, thanks. And you're... Leonard... I think Mr. Renault told you I'd be around. Yes, he did. I want that coat wearing. You know, Leonard, Renault made a bad bet. You're no more persuasive than he is, and you're not nearly as pretty as Bonnie. You tell me you're a pretty tough cookie. You don't want to believe everything you hear. Well, there's one way to find out. Get out of the way,
2: Mike. You're hey, up.
1: Nice going, Larry. I hope you don't mind me ruining that decanter. Oh, no. I find it a lot easier to get a new bottle, and this boy will a new head. Come on, let's go, fella. To be. See, here we are. Are you sure this is the right place? The nameplate says Walter Harvey. Uh, That's probably an alias. Notice the initials are the same. Could be a coincidence. Yes, could be. But Leonard sounded as though he knew what he was. Uh Uh-oh. What's the matter? Door's open. Careless of Mr. Haynes. Yes, that sort of thing can cost you your life. And in this case, it did. What? Isn't that a hand sticking out of that trunk? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no. Now take it easy, Larry. Oh, look at his face. He, he was beaten to death, wasn't he? Yeah, that's a fairly safe assumption. Oh, poor hands. Mike, you got to find out who did this. Why? Well,
2: you can't let uh,
1: Renault get away with this. Look, maybe we ought to take this from the beginning. Who am I working for, anyway? I don't understand. You came to my apartment this evening with a yarn that Haynes has sold you a hot fur coat. Well, it's true. Then if you were stuck, why didn't you write the whole thing off? Why did you bring me into this? Well, I told you that. Don't you understand? Wearing that coat must be worth thousands. All right, all right. Let's assume for the sake of argument it is. What does that mean to me? Well, we'll split the money. What money? You admit the coat must be stolen. Well, maybe there's a reward. Well, there's one way to find out. Suppose we see the brothers DuPont. (laughs) Oh,
2: Yes, sir. Can I help you?
1: I hope so. My name is Waring. I was in here a little earlier today. I left a coat to be appraised. Oh, yes, of course. I had Miss DuPont look at it. Would you be good enough to identify your merchandise? That the same one, Larry? Yeah, I could not at that far. Uh, what's the coat worth? Would you care to venture a guess? Well, judging by the trouble it's caused, I'd say 10000 Oh, you're way off, sir. Uh, what did I take? Twenty. dollars If I might be so bold, what'd you pay for this coat? Well, you can't judge by that. My friend got at his bargain rates. And he gained? Believe it or not, $75. Really? Uh huh. Well, strictly entre nous, Mr. Waring, this is a very rare example of genus Philidae. Ooh. English translation, please. Skinned alley cat. And as such,
2: it isn't worth a dime. <laughs>
1: Stand at Mike. You sure that's the same coat? It's positive. But the coat's worthless. Why was Haynes killed? Now don't ask me, Larry. I'm a stranger here myself. Maybe Raynaud doesn't know its value. Well, I doubt that. Raynaud, Leonard, and Bonnie are 2 a trio to get worked up over a phony fur piece. But it must mean something. Yes, obviously. And brother Raynaud knows. Well, maybe you won't mind sharing his information with us. How are you going to find him? Through Leonard. Do you think you'll cooperate? If it's put to him the right way. Remember how you knocked him cold? Yes. Well, don't forget how you did it. I may want you to try it again. Still here, Mike? Right where you left him. Come on, Leonard, get up. Come on, palsy. You'll miss Santa Claus. Yes, but I won't miss you, Mike. Don't move, chum. Or I'll let you have it from here. It wasn't nice of you to fool us that way, Leonard. I would have sworn you had moved an inch since we left. Now, don't feel too bad, worry? I only moved two. From here to where you left my gun and back. Where's the coat? Are you still harping on that? You're wasting your time. It's worthless. We'd just as soon take it over your dead body. I think he means that, Mike. Well, I don't. You're bluffing, Leonard. You shouldn't have called me, pal. Now, Barry.
2: Ah. Larry.
1: Larry, you all right? Yeah.
2: I think so. I. Didn't mean to frighten
1: you folks. Oh, that's perfectly all right, friend. Another second and this Falcon would have been cold turkey. What about him? Uh, he's dead. Well, to whom are we indebted? Yeah. yeah, who are you? What's the matter, Larry? Don't you know me? Mister, the way your face looks, I don't think your own mother would. Hey, buddy, you got a girl? Haynes! Sure. Mike, this is Walter Haynes. Wait a minute. If you're Haynes, who's the stiff in your apartment? Rayno? Leonard killed him. Oh, the old double-cross, huh? Yeah. Well, where have you been? Well, they kept me tied up in some dame's apartment. Bonnie's? Yeah, yeah, Bonnie's. After I got loose, I went to Larry's apartment, and some other dame told me I could locate him here. It must have been uh, Georgia. What's, What's this all about, Haynes? What's what all about? This fur coat. Believe me, Waring, I don't know. I got it in a consignment with my regular merchandise. Where does Bonnie come in?
3: Right on cue, Mr. Waring.
1: Bonnie, you want to do
2: something about that
1: door, my Yes.
3: Next time, get a spring
1: so clothes close. Where's
3: the coat, Mike?
1: I want it. Well, what do you say, Haynes? I say give it to her. No. She's a pretty determined young lady, Larry. Here you are, Bonnie, and it well...
3: No, just drape it over the chair. Now, all of you stay put for the next five minutes. The first one who gets careless enough to show his face out of the doorway will get it blown off. Good night, folks. Thanks a million.
1: Get the phone, Sterling. Maybe we can head her off. Yeah, hurry up, Larry. Call downstairs. I'll take care. I thought you were going to rush her, Willie. If you're worried about that coat, Haynes, forget it. She won't get away. Oh, she could keep the coat for all I care. not might fill her this business. I don't blame you. Oh, uh, incidentally, what happened to the box that came in? Oh, I threw it away. you kid kidding. Why, oh, it wasn't worth anything, was it? Now, look, I want that box wearing, and I'm not clout. Why make an issue of a little thing like that, Haynes? Unless it isn't a little thing. Suppose we see, get away from that door. You want the box, don't you? I'm if I can see why. Looks like any other cardboard box to me. Maybe if I were to rip the cardboard apart. Hey, cut that out. Oh, well, what do you know? Pretty cute, huh? Would ever think of looking for a letter pasted between two sheets of cardboard? You did. Yeah, well, you gave me the lead. Well, this is a pretty important piece of stationery, Haynes. Look at the name on top. Moscow Federation. I want that letter, Wary. Yes, I'm beginning to understand why. do I get it,
2: mister? You certainly do.
1: Did you have to do that, Larry?
2: Did I have to do that? You realize
1: he was going to kill you? Sure, but I might as well be dead. You realize that was my last bottle of Christmas cheer? Now what am I going to (laughs) do? Wearing that was a real great job. Oh, thanks, Larry. Say, hadn't you better be running off to see a girl? No, not until I get the complete story on what happened from yesterday morning to last night. Uh, what was in that letter, anyway? Uh, something the boys in the Department of Justice have been looking for for a long time. Hey, you've heard of the international movement known as Moscow Federation? Yes, unfortunately. Well, that letter contained a complete list of outfits here and in South America that are cooperating with them. Well, how did it wind up in Haynes' hands? We had it originally. He was an agent for Moscow. He was told to contact these organizations and keep them in line. Oh, then Haynes was working for Renault. Ah, sure. Peddling hot fur was a blind for the mob. He was Renault's boy until he realized what a wonderful source of blackmail that list was. So he got you to hold the list for him while he carried out his plan. He killed Renault and messed up his face so it would pass for his own. Well, where did Bonnie figure in (laughs) this? Well, kid, she didn't even know the score. She thought the coat was the all-important thing. How did you know it wasn't? That appraisal gave me the tip-off. And the one thing we'd overlooked in the case was the box that came in. Well, what made you realize uh, Haynes was a killer? It was a story he told. He claimed he was beaten up and kept a prisoner in Bonnie's place. And he came to my house right after he escaped and learned where you were. But when I asked him about the corpse in his own apartment, he wasn't even surprised. Right off the bat, he knew it was right now. Uh, I guess that'll learn me. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Mike. I'll be seeing you. Say, so wait a minute. Where are you rushing off to? I think you've forgotten. This is the night before Christmas. My girlfriend, Georgia, must still be wondering what happened to me. Ah, oh, yes, of course. But, uh, what about you? Well, I guess this is my unlucky night. I don't have a date. On Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Isn't that irony for you? Me and Santa Claus are the only two guys in town who are left holding the bag. <laughs>